Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, welcome to the year 2020. It's the very first podcast of the year. And so I've got a return guest. Please welcome back to the podcast, Dev Doodle. Hello and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Did you get everything you wanted for the holidays? I did. I got a Star Wars Instapot, and that's more <laughs> than I wanted in the entire world. <laughs> is it? Is it like an R2-D2 shaped one? Please tell me it is. It, uh, I feel bad telling you this now, but it's a Darth Vader one. Oh. <laughs> well, that'll work as well. It will. It's a little bit bigger than the R2-D2 one, apparently. So there is like an R2-D2 one and a Darth Vader one? Yes. Interesting. So if you've got a larger family, there's different sizes, or if you're single, there's a smaller one for you? Sure. Or if you like making a huge amount of food for only two people, maybe <laughs> you want the Darth Vader one. Join yeah. the dark side. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. You're the very first guest of the year, so you've got a lot to live up to. I know. I feel like I'm really setting the bar low for everyone who comes after me, so it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, we've got plenty of great things to talk about, and then so we'll keep that momentum going into the brand new uh, millennium. Well, not millennium, the decade. <laughs> the new decade, yes. Yes. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Any social media, any Twitter or anything like that? Uh, my Twitter account is at doodlesdevs, um, and you can follow me there for very very intermittent posting and i'm also on twitch but not really right this second um mm -hmm. and that is twitch.tv slash dev doodle very cool thank you i'll put those links in the show notes so that people can easily find you thank you so it's been a little while since you were last on the podcast way back on april 26th 2019 so you've uh, must have been doing a little bit of magic since then right uh, a lot of it, yes. Um, I've been playing on Arena a lot and um, playing a little bit of paper here and there. Mm -hmm. Did you go any to any pre-releases? No, actually, which is weird for me. But this year um, was a lot of moving and being in a totally other place. Mm -hmm. So I think I have a, a kind of excuse for a little while anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, there's always Arena, the convenience of it to be able to hop on and get some games in. And now with a few more features like, um, you know, uh, more of a friends list, um, that'll happen more often, maybe. And we are not friends on there. And I take that as a personal affront <laughs> that I don't see her name pop up. So we're going to have to remedy that. We're going to remedy that. I'm going to have to cut it from the podcast so that people don't know that. Okay, it's fine. No, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, we need to totally be friends on that. I need to um, trick, I mean, ask all of my guests um, that have been <laughs> on the podcast to add me as a friend. It's true. Um, I definitely uh, am guilty of begging my, uh, I don't want to say followers because that makes me seem like begging my followers <laughs> to add me as a friend, but begging um my friends on mm -hmm. um, Twitch and mm -hmm. on Discord to please add me on there because it's like it's so convenient. You mm -hmm. just play your friends and they don't get mad at you for playing crap. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, whoever's sitting across from you and, you know, ranked is. 
Yeah. Well, this is segueing perfectly into our very first topic about Arena, playing Arena in 2019. And now that we've got like a friends list and such, I hope they add that uh, like rudimentary chat stuff so you can kind of coordinate a little bit more, which I guess you can couple it with Discord. But mm-hmm. it'd be nice that it was also in the app. So is like, the, is there any sort of like feature that you that you kind of want for Arena that isn't quite there? Oh my gosh, I would love a rudimentary chat system. And I would also really, really like it if you could pause a game. Because mm. I, d- I don't see the real reason for having the time limit if both of you have the ability to pause a game. Mm-hmm. So say you're playing someone on your friends list and you want to actually talk about something, either because you're teaching someone how to play or because it's an interesting interaction or maybe there's just 1.8 million things on the stack and you just (laughs) want to talk about it. (laughs) There's no reason that you can't just both pause, but you you, you can't pause on Arena. (laughs) You get timed out. Well, maybe when they add a few more friend features, they will activate pausing with friends because I could see maybe it being abused with random people across the internet um, that you don't know and then pausing things and then annoying people. And I'm, I, it has to be consensual pausing. You both have to pause. Mm-hmm. Like both you know, opponents would have to pause simultaneously. So it would need to be like a friend someone you're talking to on discord something like that i don't i don't think you could just randomly pause Mm -hmm. games that would be weird but it would be a really handy feature that definitely makes sense i don't know why i'm being so pessimistic that someone would use it that someone would weaponize pausing oh because you're not wrong they would (laughs) if if you could it would be the new timeout game move of the century nexus of fate (laughs) screw it there's a new pause feature that's all you need yeah (laughs) so what other aspects of arena have you been enjoying that we currently do have access to um so i will admit that brawl is there and i pretty much just look at it and i know that that's not what you want me to say um (laughs) i've been playing a lot of limited and not very much of anything else, because mm-hmm. um, that's how it goes sometimes. What uh, what limited sets have you been jumping in on? Mostly, recently, mostly just ranked Throne of Eldraine. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, and mm. it it can go either way. It can either be horrible and you just pull absolute crap, or it's like the best day of your life and you draw every single bomb. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So kind of a, you know, 50, 50, but I really like it. I have to admit that I haven't been able to do very well on throne of Eldraine draft. I feel like, um, with M 20 and Eldraine, I haven't gotten that many wins every time I draft. Um, mm-hmm. like if I get three, uh, out of uh, seven, uh, that's kind of good for those sets. And before that, in War of the Spark and Ravnica War, Allegiance, yeah, I yeah. was getting like five and six in there. So I feel for me, at least, it's it's kind of a little bit harder to figure out those two two sets for some reason. Um, I You're totally not wrong. And I think a lot of that is the draft bot. The draft bot 
doesn't really know or it didn't really know how it felt about mill like it really had a hard time with blue for a while it really underpicked a lot of the complimentary like merfolk secret keeper mm-hmm. mill package um so if you played that you could rank up fairly quickly in El- in throne of Eldrain, but mm-hmm. um yeah you it, it's so much of just studying what the stupid AI picks and then picking around it and mm-hmm. making a deck that can beat actual people. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely not a normal way to play. If you're playing limited, I mostly just suggest playing in paper. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty fun. That's what I hear other podcasts talk about that playing in paper, Eldrain is amazing, or playing on uh, Microsoft Excel, uh, I mean uh, Magic. <laughs> Yes, um, online. Magic also online. super fun. Um, that That is great. Um, I think that uh, I've done enough of my background reading that I kind mm-hmm. of know which picks to make in Throne of Eldraine at this point. So I've kind of gotten it down to more of an art than, um, mm-hmm. than I than how I was playing it. Cause I was sort of just playing it like green, black, these are the best cards. Um, <laughs> and you can't really do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even though sometimes I still do, but. Do you, are you pretty open about when you, when you draft about like, here's, these seem to be the best cards, so I'll go for it. Cause I see them. Or do you find yourself like, well, I like to play these kinds of cards and I'm going to try to force these cards a little bit. I don't try to force it. I find that if you try to force it, you're going to end up with a sideboard full of cards that you actually want to play and should be playing, and then a deck full of cards that you think are good but don't actually work together. Mm. And like your deck working together and having removal is way more important than like having, you mm-hmm. know, oh, well, look at these really great shiny cards that I got. Mm-hmm. So in real life, I'm uh, I'm an advisor to a card game club, and I'm trying to see if the members would try a little bit more drafting um, the next time because it's a it's a club at the local college. So for the next semester, I'm trying to see if people want to do a little bit more drafting because just like in most things, it's not that it's exactly like like pay to win but you know mm-hmm. if you have the right cards and more of the right cards and spend a little bit more you might have better decks so there is is this disparate uh, there is this disparate uh, disparate um levels of power in the club so i'm trying to suggest why not try a little drafting everyone's a little bit more on an equal footing everyone's randomly cracking packs there is skill to that of course uh, but it's not like someone comes in with like four of the best card. Um, drafting, I think, would would work well. I think drafting is one of those things that like to be very good at it requires paying attention r- really closely to what every other person is picking and what their decks are all going to look like against yours. And that might be the only thing that would cause like a newbie to struggle with drafting is that it's really, really tempting to like just pay attention to your own deck and don't even mm-hmm. think about what other people are building and mm-hmm. just try to build the best thing you can stay in, you know, one or two colors, just do the thing as strongly as possible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and maybe, I don't know, maybe that is just the way to do it. Cause it is still fun. 
And as long as it's fun, then they're going to keep playing it. And then they're going to become the people who look around and figure out what everybody else is playing first. Yeah, it's a process. You're not going to be a pro at this very complicated game that quickly. Even if you buy uh, the best deck, you still have to know how to how to use it. It's true. You gotta you gotta pilot the plane, or else mm -hmm. it just sits there. Mm -hmm. So limited, limited's been your main jam on arena, um, on uh, on brawl on the brawl train is there mm -hmm. obviously it's there's no wrong answer but on the are you not interested in brawl or it's just not uh um any decks that are kind of uh it's total like it's none of none of these things i totally would play it it's just that i can play commander on online yeah at any point mm -hmm. i can do that so I, like having brawl here is sort of like having a wok and having a frying pan that's the size of a wok like <laughs> i i can kind of just like go do whatever i want or i can uh do whatever i want right mm -hmm. right i can i can use the wok or i can use the fr the frying pan that's all i'm saying mm -hmm. i think it's cool to I, I have been playing a lot of brawl on the Wednesday brawl and such and a little one on one. And it's it's interesting. It's it's a different way to play as well, because like I do a lot of the latter on on um, constructed. But then at a certain point, it's like, well, there's another food deck. There's another whatever. And before Oko was banned, there's another Oko uh, mm -hmm. deck. So it was kind of interesting to play where i know they've only got one of that card i know they've only got that one board wipe not you know three more waiting for me after i try to stabilize my board that's so true i like the singleton aspect of it yeah um absolutely and i i think that the main thing that brawl adds is more variety just more variety of formats that we can play and we're all very thankful for that i think i am mm -hmm. um just you know it's another way to play. I think that we've all been thinking about different ways to play magic with magic cards for a long time. So any new play, any new ways to play are great. And Brawl is awesome. So bring it on. Mm -hmm. More Brawl is great. I just, I haven't really, you know, done very much of it. And that's bad. I definitely should. And I definitely want to. It's just me clicking on arena going to draft Eldraine <laughs> and then playing that instead yeah. no other reason your uh, your muscle memory is too strong it really is yeah i just just want to draft and i don't want to do anything else right now i guess mm -hmm. what do you think about uh adding historic elements to arena oh i think that's great um i have a million decks that i've built on Twitch with my chat that suddenly, you know, are no longer in standard. And it allows me to go back and kind of play those decks outside of the world of standard um, and just have fun with a lot of different card combinations that, you mm -hmm. know, previously we weren't able to play with. I think it's awesome. This is a, um, this is an ambush question. Is there any particular one from the anthology they, they released to Arena um, out of those 20 cards that you like? Oh, gosh. Let me go look. I have no idea. Which 20 cards? Yes, exactly. Let me, I'll pull it up myself, too, and I'll send you the link. There's the link there. There's good old Ornithopter. 
all of these cards are awesome. Um, Elvish Visionary is amazing. I love having this card around just to be able to have that extra draw. It costs two. It's a 1-1, one, one, but you get to draw. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Goblin Matron, also mm-hmm. really, really fun. Um, it allows you to kind of tutor just for any uh, Krenko that might be in your deck or any other goblin that might be in your deck, but mm-hmm. mostly you're going to go grab something good, I would hope. <laughs> um, there's There's a lot of awesome things. Sarah's Ascendant or Sarah Ascendant. I don't know why I think that that card is Sarah's Ascendant, but Sarah Sarah Ascendant. Um, that's a super fun card. Um, yes. Soul Warden is very cool in a life gain deck. That's gain life when your creatures enter the battlefield as well. Thank you. And it's any creature, any yeah. other creature. It's wonderful. Yeah, that there's a, a lot of really fun stuff here. Um, I'm looking at... Yeah, gosh. Oh, good boy, Ornithopter. He's free. (laughs) So free. I I miss the really old version of the art, though. I think that's maybe Amy Weber or someone. Really, really classic art. This one's like, this doesn't look like a zero, two. That thing will definitely be like a one, two (laughs) if it crashes into you. But the old Ornithopter that was just a pair of... It's a little, little, little guy. Yes. Yeah. This, I agree. This looks like a helicopter, not (laughs) like it is a bug. It's a death, death, a thopter. Mm-hmm. The My. fauna shaman, which is really hard to say five times fast. Um, well, I just say fauna shama to save time. <laughs> yeah, fauna shama, very great. Um, allows you to tutor for anything. So a lot of these cards just kind of allow you to dig through your pile and find something good. Burning tree emissary for some for some ramp. Yes, always needed. Cryptbreaker is adorable in a lot of like dredgy type decks especially stuff with maybe you know maybe you want a hogak maybe you (laughs) want some stitcher suppliers maybe you want something to make a bunch of zombies maybe you want some demonic tutors i'm just saying there are things that can make this card gross Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good cards here that they've added if i had to pick one i would be like kind of confused which one would i pick probably goblin matron Mm. if i had to pick any of these so much fun yeah i like a good on brand goblin tribal deck you know Mm -hmm. a bunch of fun goblins a little burn here and there and uh, the matron to wrangle them all that's true i mean she's just useful i Mm. mean the second right is amazing that's a really really great card but the verbiage on it having exactly 10 life makes that (laughs) card you know it's it's rare that somebody's sitting there with exactly 10 life and you have four mana to bop them that they can't block it you know that's Mm. it's a it's a trap card it seems (laughs) good but it's not yeah I like Hypnotic Spectre just because um, it, again, reminds me from back in the old days, back in the 90s, that one card, and uh, when we would call it uh, the hippie, and -hmm. when it hits you and makes you discard a card at random, none of this, uh, pick a non-land card to discard. It's like (laughs) random. And whenever we would play, we would just, you know, have the other person rip the card from your grubby little hand, (laughs) and usually... 
it always ended up being, you know, the card that you really didn't want them to pick. Yeah. So I I don't know that a random shuffler is going to really handle that. It really should pick the best card you have <laughs> in your hand and then tell you that it's random, which yes. I hope is what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope so, just like in the good old days. <laughs> when your friends were mean to you. <laughs> better times. Now, the only gripe that I have with Historic is that they didn't go back to reactivate no. Kaladesh and <sighs> Amonkhet yeah. block just for more cards, even though I don't yeah. want to get hit by that freaking Bomat Courier again. <laughs> there, there were a lot of um, people who were talking about that, and I don't know really why they didn't. I think they just wanted to cap it. They were like, well, okay, this is it. This is fine. This is the Historic you get, and just be happy with it so i don't know i kind of feel like maybe i'll just take what i can get at this point but yeah yeah it would have been nice i got back into magic in 2017 so i had missed kaladesh in paper but when they mm -hmm. activated it in arena i um i tried playing with those cards and such and i could see how they were pretty powerful and mm -hmm. ether flux reservoir and such and yeah Bomat career and they uh they banned smugglers copter but i know everyone hated that card <laughs> um so why didn't they start with our devastation you know that wasn't or amonkhet block it wasn't as broken i guess as kaladesh um but you know we had uh Hazaret and uh the original gods and i miss anointed procession and i miss um <laughs> regal caracal and i wanted to make so many cat tokens mm -hmm. and really we kind of we we got cycling and, you know, cycling is fun. It's really uh, great to waste your time digging for cards. <laughs> I think that's that's really fun. Um, I don't know if you have you ever played that. Um, oh, gosh, what is it even called? It's like Puzzle Quest. It's like a, you know, you match tokens like, I don't know, like Candy Crush. It's one of those mm -hmm. horror phone games. But anyway, there's one that's Magic the Gathering. And there was a way during the Kaladesh block, um, I'm sorry, during the Amonkhet block, that you could cycle beat your opponent to death just mm. like by making them waste all of their cards and all of their life, but it took forever. It was horrible. Oh, really? I don't know why I told you about that, but anyway, cycling. Well, that, that obviously scarred you, so you had to it mention did. it again. <laughs> it did. It really did. It was like, it took like nine hours of cycling. <laughs> wow. Never again. I don't play that anymore. It's okay. I've moved on. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to get apparently an MMO, a magic MMO. Any thoughts on oh, that? Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I have been looking at that and I added like half of the people who are working on it on all of their social media. Oh, they probably okay. think I'm a total creep. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that looks like so much fun. Um, that's really the one thing that I think a lot of people who are like involved in the magic world, like we all want to be a planeswalker and while playing magic <laughs> is really fun. Having this whole character set, is just begging for an interesting story to follow and just building relationships with characters. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to make a lot of people want to play paper magic more once, you know, you can, Go get online and go be Chandra. You're going to want to yeah. play paper more, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think um, so. I think it's I think it's a maybe a backwards way of getting people to play magic. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I think they're just trying to, you know, make money off of people who like cool uh worlds. That's mm. fine. Yeah, I think, um, you know, more ways to play more magic is more good. Uh, mm-hmm. bad, bad grammar aside. So I was never into MMOs and nowadays even less just because I don't have the time for it. But I think mm-hmm. that people that have the time for it and can create their own characters and worlds and, you know, really grow in the digital world with it. I think that'll be great. And again, more magic, more magic players. I think that's better. Oh, it's it's going to be huge. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's probably going to be, and I hope I don't, you know, kick myself for saying this, but I think it's going to be like a bigger deal than people think it's going to be now. Um, at least I hope it will be. Um, but I, I like games like that. I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Um, definitely planning on being creepy to everyone who's made it. <laughs> Um, and just following, you know, their work. It's, mm-hmm. it's just been a treasure to see what they've put out so far. And yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be legit. Okay. So when you're saying follow, you're saying follow on Twitter? Oh yeah. I follow them on Twitter. Um, and I think I've actually got like three tabs open right now in my Chrome, just like reading about these other projects and like things that they're working on Mm -hmm. i was going to say one way to be less creepy is to (laughs) instead of following them you can add them to lists do you ever use twitter lists oh i do sometimes but i just you know i just see everyone as a random jump while that is not helpful it probably you know Mm -hmm. would be great if i organized it Mm -hmm. i have um i have some lists uh so instead of like uh doing the follow where you you see kind of everything jumbled into everything that you followed on your timeline. I put them into lists. So if today I want to look at people related to Star Trek, I go to my Star Trek list and they're all there. People on Magic, they're they're all there. And if I want to follow like the local news channels, you know, I don't want the news, uh, you know, blurring in my face as soon as I get in on Twitter. But if I want to go look at the news, I go to my news list, local news list, and then I see what's what's happening in the news locally. It sounds like you really have your life together like way more than I possibly ever could. So that's awesome. Um, I, wow, it seems amazing that you could even use Twitter like that. I just like shout into the void and uh, don't don't even make these lists. But what is really really frustrating is so I get on these like random little binges on random you know random crap. So I follow like you know, 300 people who are also into ceramics and a thousand other people who do anthropology, but only in this one weird section that I just find interesting. So it's kind of weird sometimes whenever I'm scrolling through my timeline, (laughs) it's like magic nerd girl, Mason Esports, like a random like cat light and then followed by like my friend who's getting her PhD. Like it's, (laughs) it's just not. It's just not normal. Um, so I should probably be using lists so that I can look at one thing at a time. But here we are. It's just one way to do it. Not the right way, but just another way to do it. No, it seems so much smarter because if, you know, I, I could organize all of the magic people into one little space, I could just not look at it when something horrible is happening. Oh, that sure. would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, when there's the latest drama or the or the latest spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if there's spoilers, drama, there's a banning that nobody's 
happy about or there's a banning that nobody's happy with but mm -hmm. for other reasons you know then i can just mute the whole thing and not have to listen to it That's exactly fantastic. well wow. any um any final thoughts on arena before we go to the next topic um let me think um so i had arena open earlier today um because i was drafting on throne of eldraine mm -hmm. um and i was thinking to myself like if I were going to add anything to all of Magic the Gathering Arena, it would just be a simple like organization system. <laughs> like it seems crazy that there's just like the slider bar of everything versus like four things. Like yes. there should be like, you know, some kind of uh, way you could uh, better organize that. Um, it seems confusing to me, but. You know, yeah, that's, I that's agree. the only other arena thing. I agree on that. It's uh, drafting like you don't get to see your mana curve until you've drafted all your cards. You don't get that cool little, you know, yeah. stats screen until you've drafted everything. And how hard could it be? Obviously, I don't I'm not programming that game, so I guess it's hard. But how hard could it be uh, that as I'm drafting, you know, every single pick, I can check out that stats screen so I can see I'm a little light on creatures instead of having to count I would like to see that screen where it really breaks it down for me until uh, instead of waiting for the draft to be over. And that screen is so awesome. I love that it breaks down like by creature type and stuff too. Like I think that in and of itself, like they did a really good job of like, what do people want to know about the cards that they're picking? Like that's pretty much it. They did a really good job coming up with a one page summary of everything in your deck with bar graphs and everything. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. The only thing, yeah, is it would be really great if you could look at that kind of just at any point during your draft. It doesn't really make sense why you wouldn't be able to. But I guess because whenever the program is running, it, you know, processes all of that information like at the end. It tells you what you have instead of just as you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it would be slower. Probably. Could be, Yeah. Um, that's a lot of uh, data to keep track of. So I guess mm -hmm. um, they split the difference or whatever, and they put it at the end of it instead of live. It just seems like, you know, at the end of the day, it's Boolean operators. It should be okay. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all like, we want it now. We yeah. should just be quiet and be happy with what we have. <laughs> I yeah. love Arena. It's so much fun. Same here. Um, 2019 had three main sets that were released that we could play on Arena and a bunch of other supplemental ones that we couldn't. But uh, mm -hmm. what did you uh, what did you like? Uh, I guess kind of open ended. What did you like that was released in 2019, either on Arena or off? I suppose. Um. Wow. Um. Mm. Card card wise. Um. I really enjoyed Hydroid Crisis. I thought that card was awesome. Um, I still think it's awesome. Mm. And I plan on playing with it a lot. I don't care. And <laughs> I'm just going to play at home with my friends. It's mm. fine. Um, that card's awesome. Um, trying to think like... That is kind of an open-ended question. Of the of all of the sets. 
yes. what was the best. Um, well, not the best, your favorite. Just my favorite. Well, I really liked um, all of the food stuff. I think the food in Eldrain is awesome. I think the food-based decks are really fun. And I know, you, you know, gaining life doesn't mean that you're going to win. It just mm. means that you're going to maybe lose slower, maybe. <laughs> but <sighs> but it's so much fun to play around that mechanic. And I really like the cat. Um, graveyard kitty is so cute. Um, hmm. I'm also thinking like, not just you know from arena but like all the stuff from modern horizons mm -hmm. amazing um the gak sad but mm -hmm. okay rest in peace again in your necropolis yes rest in peace again um that's fine i think that that card is you know that's okay we, we're still gonna be playing vengevine and stitcher suppliers and <laughs> some fun stuff it'll be okay um that just made it you know, more disgusting yeah. having an 8-8 eight, eight on turn two, 60% of your games. But, you know, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Um, in real life, I, in a booster pack of Modern Horizons, I got one of the little Hogak art cards. Uh -huh. And you see it in even more detail. You see all those corpses that he's made out of, that it's made out of. Cute. So, Aww. Those those art cards are really nice because you get that. Like my favorite one is Chiller Pillar. It's just uh -huh. such a cute little card uh, when it's just that art card because you see all of the detail of that of that little critter. So cute. Um, hmm. So outside of the like arena world, I don't know. There's there were a lot of cards that happened. There were so many. Mm -hmm. Hard to think about them all. If this statistic is correct, if uh, you know we can use this high-tech technology of Scryfall, uh, Sprout, uh, proud sponsor of the podcast, I wish, um, what we can <laughs> do is I can do a search in Scryfall that just says year, colon, and then the year, and it'll tell you all cards published in a year. Um, and it, seemed to, it seems to say that there were 3,350 cards published just in 2019. That's insane. I do kind of think like we've been really spoiled in the last few years just as magic players as a whole. Like we keep getting these absolute bomb cards, which are awesome. And then we all complain about them and then they get banned. <laughs> and that's fine. That's just like how it goes. Like we get it. But God, would people just stop complaining about them? That would be mm -hmm. awesome. And it's like, well, you know, you can't really complain about um card or you can complain about cards whenever it's something like oko and it's in every single deck like oko should not have been in modern burn that's insane <laughs> um <laughs> so i do think that like people were right to be upset about some of that stuff mm -hmm. yeah well that's okay if you further refine the search, if I search year colon 2019 and then format standard, then we have 1,161 cards just in standard. So that means that they were- Still crazy. Yeah, exactly. So just in standard cards published in 2019, there's over 1,100 to choose from. And then of course, there's a lot of uh, chaff or jank or whatever, or, or mm -hmm. fun jank. Um, and then of course, there's plenty of those that were played and powerful and useful in a variety of decks and archetypes and um, tribal decks and so forth. So yeah, 1,161 cards in standard that we can get in Arena published in 2019. Yeah, that's 
it's a lot and it's been great um there's a lot to play with and you know like the the you know whatever you want to call it chaff that's what i think of it as <laughs> draft chaff whatever just ends up in your box yes. um <laughs> all of those cards like it seems like we are getting kind of better with them like there were very few totally textless creatures yeah. um which is nice to see but also like we're used to getting, you know, your kind of crappy like three one, but for no reason costs five, <laughs> um, textless kind of stompies. Um, but there wasn't a lot of that. It seemed like a lot of the chaffy things even had their own small synergies that they added, which I think is probably why limited is really fun right now, um, because you know a lot of those chaffy cards are adding small little bits that maybe your bigger bombs don't have. Mm -hmm. So it seems like they're doing a lot of kind of balancing with what is a good card and what is like, you know, absolute crap. <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, like you're saying in, in draft, you can't uh, craft, you know, 10 rares. Um, so there's going to be things in between at all levels. And mm -hmm. what I was going to say that maybe even at least if it's not a great card, there's also oftentimes some great flavor text. So while you're yes. not too happy to get the Prowling Caracal, the 3-1 mm -hmm. for 2, well, you can read, A hunter in the city requires the utmost cunning to survive. It must pounce <laughs> only if the kill is certain and leave the remains where no one will see. So, yeah. Um, not an amazing card. Well, yeah, a 3-1 for two mana is not terrible, but obviously it's very not terrible. It's yeah, fragile, but, but you know, then you read the uh, the the flavor text and you see the, the little art of it and it's not so bad. Yeah. So uh, again, like we're we're seeing some balance to like having not insane um like normal cards if that makes sense. Like we're seeing a lot of really big scary bombs. And then a sort of more balanced lower end than we have been seeing. So mm -hmm. I think that's good. That seems good to me anyway. Mm -hmm. It makes it makes limited more fun, so I approve. But mm -hmm. you may or may not. I do because, again, you can't get um, bombs in every single pack every single time consistently. But you can craft a deck that could win um, if you put them together well enough from what you what you do have to work with. It's true. Now let me send you a link here on the Discord um, for this uh, dis uh, for this Scryfall uh, filter right here, which is the most important statistic oh, that I care about. Um, mm -hmm. Here we have published in the year 2019 in the format of standard with type cat. We have 14 cats, so I like to to make cat decks, and they're not always so viable. They're never really tier or anything like that, but they're tier <laughs> they're tier one in my heart. So there's 14 cards that came out, and um, so we've got, of course, you know, Cauldron Familiar with that um, that great recursion with Witch's Oven, and then a food, and you really annoy yes. your opponent, and it actually wins Mythic Championships. So yes. there you go. And you win one life at a time. It's <laughs> yes. horrible. But... <laughs> yes. And then we've got the amazing combo of Ajani's Pride Mate plus four Charmed Strays. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ajani's Pride Mate plus Cauldron Familiar is also great because you gain one life every time you 
bring Cauldron Familiar back. So that's amazing too. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Charms Trace also, you know, that helps a lot. But mm-hmm. also just, just super fun. I wonder if you added some Twilight Panthers, some Pouncing Lynxes, <laughs> some Prowling Caracals with Pride Mates Familiars, maybe Dread Malkins and Charm Strays. <laughs> you could do it. Mm-hmm. Just 100% black, white, cats only, and it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even the Dread Malkin, that's got menace, and uh, it, it gets two 1-1 counters if you sacrifice another creature. So, uh, And Savannah Sage, you could add that in. Enters the battlefield, you gain two life. That bumps um, your pride mate. Yeah. That's not bad. You have multiple enter the battlefields with gaining life with mm-hmm. your pride mate. You just, you know, he would get real swole. Mm-hmm. He, that seems good. Yeah, and you put in a couple of other... Uh, sorceries yeah, and instance. Yeah, you need some backup, but it's it's there. I can see it working, and it's it would be so cheap. Like mm-hmm. the highest mana cost is two, so that's good. Yeah, and even the highest rarity is just uncommon. So you're not going to be struggling for those rares. Like I have too many, I have too many mythics that I don't need. I need more rare wild cards. That's super true. Hmm. Well, I think I know what I'm going to build later. Maybe I'll make a cat tribal all 2019. (laughs) Make it happen. Designers type of deck. That seems fun. Just out of curiosity, let me remove the filter of only 2019 so we can see all of so I can see all of standard. And it's only one more cat that gets added. Which one is that? Oh, a generous stray. Well, that's in green, but that'll bring you a nice little lizard if you're if you're nice to it. <laughs> that's a cute card, mm-hmm. generous stray. That was nice. Um, I did I did enjoy that little card. Mm-hmm. I think in real life I ended up cracking like eight of them, and then I took a photo yeah. and put it on Twitter, and it's like here's my whole cat squad. Yes, I think I I ended up with an odd amount of them too. Maybe every single pack had like at least one. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got Frost Lynx, re- reprinted Frost Lynx, which is, I believe is one of the very few blue cats that actually exists. Well, and an elemental cat. Oh, There's yeah. the Chandra's Ember Cat and the Frost Lynx. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it, but don't quote me on that because I'm sure four people will send me DMs <laughs> like, you're lying about elemental cats on this <laughs> podcast. But um, it's not true. It's just those are the ones that I know about. Now, the only thing is you don't want to play those both in the same deck because you're just going to make your card soggy because one's going to melt the other and then there's going to be a puddle. <laughs> it's really, really bad feng shui to play the Frost Links and the Ember Cat next to each other. You're not wrong. You can do it, but you know, mm-hmm. it just means you have bad luck for the next 11 to 9 years <laughs> yes. in that order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we were blessed this year or 2019 we were blessed with a brand new set of magic that had only three cards in it which were very very sparkly and shiny and twilighty do you know what i'm going with the the next cards what are you talking about i'm talking about the cards that were printed for a good charity i'll send that to you right there 
Oh, are they? Um, I don't want to say what I think you're talking about. Oh, okay, it is. I was gonna say, is it the ponies? Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that that was such like a funny, like odd crossover. I was like, okay, I guess that's a thing that's happening. Um, <laughs> I whenever I was a tiny, tiny child, like whenever I was two and three, I really liked my little pony um and then they came out with like the new cool one whenever yeah. i was in my 20s in college and i did not have time to watch it <laughs> um so i'm kind of out of the loop but they have really cute names did they always have names i thought that they just had like the pictures on their butts and i didn't know they had names I don't quite remember. I remember them back in the 80s and the 90s, the original generation, yeah, but I don't remember yes. if they had names. And then when this new generation um, came out, yeah, we've got Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash and Applejack. Yeah. And I could go on and on. But the thing is that, yes, uh, this is the new uh, generation of them, and this is the crossover of the ages, although there have been Transformers magic cards, apparently. Yes, I did see. Yes, um, those those also exist. Um, and I think that the funny magic cards, like the comedy magic cards, that was where it was at. That mm -hmm. was so good. But this is cute too. I'll take it. It's it's totally one of these things that like I have nothing to do with this. I don't care. It doesn't bother me in any way. But like, yeah. look how pretty they are. They're so cute. These are adorable. I like them. I don't know anything about My Little Pony, but I would play them. They're so cute. <laughs> if you notice, the little hologram at the bottom is a heart shape instead of the <gasps> usual oval. Oh my god! That's so cute! <laughs> Look at how cute they are! The flavor text on this one, friendship isn't all easy, but there's no doubt it's worth fighting for! What <laughs> is this? Star Wars? This is adorable. I love it! No, I I hadn't really looked at these to be to be honest cuz I was like uh, this is a thing, you know. But well, that, that's kind of like uh I have to say like maybe sometimes we get a lot of fat fatigue in magic. There's just so much stuff. If I'm only yeah. focused on one thing, I I can fill my days with it. And then you look at the ancillary stuff. There was this ponies, the galloping, there was the Gideon spellbook, there was Commander 19. Mm -hmm. There's just so much product and if you are keeping up to date with it, it is very fatiguing if you only care about modern or or commander it's less yeah or standard yeah. but there's just a lot no this is so cool um i did see the ponies sleeves and all yeah. of that stuff whenever they were doing the arena event and i was like oh that's cute that they're crossing over in that way but i hadn't seen these cards um so that just shows you like how much magic content that you can like eat yeah ravenously in a day and still miss like cards and things that come out like i probably would not have looked these up or known about them had you not said anything right now yes and then this year in april we're going to have a new unset mm -hmm. and that's going to be so much fun we're going to have unsanctioned on april fool's day but it is not a trick it's a real new set coming out i i'm sure i'll play the crap out of it seems really good to me I think it's also going to have some like full art lands and people love those and it'll have some wacky mechanics and it'll be a kind of like a party game sort of thing. Mm. Um, so if only they could implement that in arena, but I think it's going to be hard to program in the cards where you have to high five people. 
<laughs> yes, I think that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be tough. Um, but you know what? If they can program in a pause button, then they can <laughs> probably program in. I'm just saying it's not mm. possible. Yeah, they can do some interesting things. Like they have, what's the full name? But Rakdos, they they've got the Rakdos card that when he comes into the battlefield, you flip coins for every creature, and then oh, everyone yeah. that doesn't come up correct, they die. So they have coins flipping for for all of the opponent's creatures. I'm sure they could do more flashy stuff. Mm-hmm. You could like it. It could show up on the little um. What is it? Your little emote slot. It yeah. could be like, choose to high five your opponent yes. or not. Or maybe they animate that little avatar down there so that it uh, raises its hand to, to high five your screen. Ooh, that would be cute. Hmm. Except what if it's like a zombie or something? It could look really scary. Yeah. I wouldn't want like, you know, the zombie hand high fiving the screen. That would be terrifying. Like it could be like a jump scare. The new <laughs> jump scare of 2020. Oh, yeah. Like uh, from several years ago when people had that one jump scare that you were playing the game, like a little maze game on a website and you were following the dot. And then suddenly the, you know, the, the exorcist girl appeared on your screen with a loud screech. Did you ever fall for those? Um, I'm, I remember that one vaguely. Um, I have fallen for many of them in my day. I am scared easily. I don't like things yelling at me. So mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> but I think that if there was going to be some kind of high five function, that would be cute. I would yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you would have to make it your avatar. Like you couldn't have just like a hand because yeah. it would be weird. Yeah. Although we do get that one hand of of Rum Cloak Giant, right? The one that oh, does the board true. wipe. The one that stomps down on the board wipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, you know, they could just use two of those hands. Yeah. Easy. Boom. Just rotate it. Exactly. I'm sure they. I'm sure they programmed both sides of that hand, so they just flip it over. <laughs> definitely. They definitely did. It's not just the top of the hand. Mm -hmm. This is animation. It's <laughs> not magic. Hmm. Well, any final thoughts on any other releases? What about a Planeswalker? Is any any Planeswalker that you liked, um, not Oko, that came out in 2019? <laughs> um, see, I really, I I really liked Oko as a card, um, <laughs> and I would play it, and I'd play it again. Um, but I I do think that it was a little bad. Um, I actually really like Garrick mm. and his wolves. Yeah. Um, that's a really fun card. Um, and not insanely overpowered and usable. It has a lot of, I don't really want to say it has a lot of versatility because it doesn't really have like a lot of versatility, but hmm. it's a fairly versatile card in that you can make a token, which is great. Hang on, I have one behind me. I look at it. No, it's too far away. <laughs> but having your planeswalkers health be tied to the tokens yeah. can be kind of frustrating because it's really easy to exile them and then all of a sudden you just have like you know garrick sitting there wide open but yeah um i really liked that card i thought that was fun and i didn't think that it got as much praise as i thought it would yeah it can do things you know i think the minus three is like exile or destroy a creature so mm -hmm. there's that yeah. defense and then it's the the zero make two wolves so for a little defense 
And I, I, I think that's pretty fascinating. There's no plus ones, but the only way you can get plus ones is if those wolves die. So it's either mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna take you're gonna take four damage because you don't want to block either of my wolves, or you're gonna block one of them and probably kill it and tick me up. So um, I think it's an interesting design space that they went with that card. I don't remember the ultimate, but it was probably pretty good too, right? Um, it's I think it's like a minus eight. Let me. It's it's behind me. Let me grab it. Mm-hmm. Pause. <laughs> Mutual. It's a minus six. Um, yeah, so uh, Garrick's abilities are his zero ability is create two, two, two black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies. Put a loyalty counter on each Garrick you control. And keyword there is each Garrick. So if you mm. controlled other Garricks, you know, you could put a loyalty counter on them um, for cheap. The minus three ability is destroy target creature, draw a card. So that's a you know pretty reasonable advantage to destroy yeah. something and draw a card. That's pretty great. Um, and then his ultimate ability is a minus six ability, and you get an emblem with creatures you control have plus three plus three mm-hmm. and have trample. Like that's not bad either for having it starts at. I mean, he starts at five. Mm-hmm. So you basically, you can take your free kill or make your two wolf creatures and then immediately put them in the oven to kill them and Mm. (laughs) and bump it up and bring back your cat. Um, I mean, you can, you can do a lot with him. He's, he's fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun design and even like the art He's got a cloak on, and he's getting into the whole flavor of Eldraine being the huntsman. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I really enjoyed also about Eldraine, that it makes the Arthurian legend knights concepts with the fairy tales, mm-hmm. Grimm's fairy tales. Not to show off, but when I was at San Diego Comic-Con and I met Mark Rosewater, um, the thing that happened at the event was that he revealed all of this, and it was pretty cool for him to be showing us the very first... Um, slides of it's Grimm's fairy tales plus Arthurian legend and the crowd goes wild that's so cool no I'm I'm uh I wish that I was that cool and could have been there and heard all that um I I do like the playfulness of this set and it has a lot of kind of um like sleeper cards that are good that um I'm not really sure why we're not complaining about them. Mm-hmm. Like Love Struck Beast is amazing. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful card. It's way too cheap. Why is it so cheap and so good? Yeah. But I just had someone that they had their most perfect draw ever because they played the innkeeper and Lucky Clover. And Ooh. so right there I got they got their two one ones and then they got their two beasts. Uh, and that was not fun for me, but for them, it was probably the best moment of uh, Magic Arena they've ever played. Yeah, that's wow. I probably just would have said nice twice and then conceded <laughs> because yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's that's just hmm, too good. You're like yeah. you're probably not going to come back from that. Mm-hmm. But then it feels so good to do a witch's vengeance on the opponent on just the right creature type that they were really yes. re- relying on. Yes, it does. Um, I think that that is a really fun card. And the double black is fine. I think that if you're playing that card, you probably have two black mana available. (laughs) So, um, Oh, sure. You've definitely given your soul to the dark side if you're playing those. Definitely, definitely. 
Um, that's not like a, you know, a splashy type card. No. It's good. And then we got Once Upon a Time. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Having our our first spell be free and also get whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just mind blowing that in theory you could put that you could put that in a in a mono red deck if you want, and you can still play that card if it's the first card, if it's the first spell that you play. Uh, it's just playing cards for free is uh, dangerous. It seems. It does seem that way. It seems like um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of intrigue. That's how I'm going to phrase that. There's a lot of intrigue about about zero cost cards and how you can uh, make them broken. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's not something for me to do. So that's fine. Well, this is what we've experienced so far in 2019 in the world of magic. So let's look on to 2020 and what we can look forward to. We've got Theros Beyond Death is the next set that's going to release. Any general thoughts on the flavor or cards or anything about that set? Um, so Theros is um, a return to to Theros. Um, I'm actually very excited about it. Um, I really like Elspeth and Ashiok, um, so I'm excited to see at least the cool uh, new Planeswalkers there. Um, and I think it's neat that we do get the alt art of them. Mm-hmm. And we also get Gary. Um, <laughs> and if you've been memorizing my twitter which i know you do um Mm -hmm. you'll know that i wrote a limerick about gary um that is you know gary gary is scary so be wary (laughs) he's a he's a good card and we also get we get daxos um and daxos the last time we saw him was in uh, 2003 and and he was like a soldier and his card was like a he was kind of crappy. He was a two two. He can't be blocked by creatures that are bigger than power three something. Yeah. And now we get Daxos blessed by the sun, the demigod, and his toughness is equal to your devotion to white. Mm. Now he costs two white. So immediately, like his toughness is already plus two. Yeah. Um, so you can have a fairly high devotion to any any color. <laughs> so this card, in addition to something um like oh gosh, um basically think of any Bant Defenders deck where you can switch the power and toughness of your creature. Um, or you can attack with the their toughness. This card suddenly becomes really, really scary. Um, so I think that this is going to be like an interesting return for Daxos as a mm. character. And also, I'm excited to play this card, especially as a nasty defender type deck. Yeah, it could definitely defend you when you have more of that devotion. And the good thing is it can also attack on like a regular wall. Um, right. It's kind of funny how 
the pipeline is getting really cramped legendary enchantment creature demigod. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of running out of space to put in all of those things there. So so much synergy with a variety of things. It could be a commander. It can be a brawlmander. It can mm-hmm. be an enchantment if enchantment cares. Actually, that reminds me, enchantment, then that means that we can use idyllic tutor, right? Search your library for an enchantment card reveal it. Yeah, so the, we've got a brand, we've got a reprint of a tutor. Uh, we haven't had any good tutors in standard in a while. This is very true. Yeah, and so you can go get him. Um, the thing that uh, it kind of sucks about the enchantment slash creature thing is that it kind of introduces more kill spells for yeah this for it. Like if it was either an enchantment or a creature, it would have fewer. But because mm-hmm. it has both, it by nature has you know a lot more ways to get rid of it. Um, but if it has a huge booty, if he's like a two nine, <laughs> like okay, sorry, that's gonna be kind of hard to get rid of at least. Yeah. If if you're doing it the old fashioned way by cramming some huge beast onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm really excited to play with this card. I think it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I also can see that it could be really fun in things with Witch's Oven, because <laughs> um you could get two foods from him pretty fast. Oh sure. So anyway, I'm I'm no. really excited to see Daxos. Um, I am am excited about the return to Theros in general. Um, Elspeth's one of my favorite characters. I think her character arc is interesting. Um, and cool. I also like her name. One of my friends in middle school was named Elspeth. True story. Wow. So you've known a planeswalker in real life, eh? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. She was just as bad at biology as me so it was okay what's cool is even if you know a little bit of well if you know more of the story it's even more epic but if you know a little bit of it she's now Elspeth's son's nemesis and Mm -hmm. those that are looking her up maybe to see what other versions if they're newer to the game and such what other Elspeths are there there was previously Elspeth son's champion and now we've got nemesis champion um son's champion was like a a huge uh card there for at least a little while yeah um but there's a lot of of different elspeths there's elspeth knight errant um Hmm. oh gosh um her mirrodin card or scars of mirrodin card was just like elspeth tyrell like as a planeswalker Gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, there's so many. <laughs> there are a lot. Elspeth, Undaunted Hero. Can you think of any off the top of your head? No, those are the big ones, especially Sun's Champion that people still talk about. But Sun's Champion, Knight Errant, and I guess now Sun's Nemesis. Gosh, I mean, I'm sure that there are others. I'm definitely missing some like just definitely for sure oh the returned elspeth the returned oh okay and this one helps your devotion to white so it's uh two plus white white so daxos will love that or any of the other cards or even i guess if you're also uh doing it awkwardly what if you've got elspeth plus heliod on the same deck oh and also daxos you know make it all really awkward for each other I like it. I think that's fine. Um, I, w- I would play it. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're allowed to have fun like that. That's that's what magic is for. 
yeah, it's not just amazing strategies. It's like card concepts or little stories and stuff. And it's it'll be great when I summon one thing that relates to another thing. Like if I'm add in add in Linden, her three white costs. Oh and, yeah, and your gain plus one with every white attacking creature. Boom, yes. done. Mm -hmm. There's your deck done. Mm -hmm. You need some other stuff, but you know the the core of it's there. Yes. I was going to say that when I got back into magic in 2017, um, someone had someone brought to the play group an original Theros block deck, and I was really blown away when I saw this is an enchantment creature. Can they do that? <laughs> and so now it's back. And I and I remember telling I think uh, Ben was the one that brought that, and it was his brother's deck. And I'm like, so that means I can disenchant that creature? And he's like, what is disenchant? <laughs> Yeah, that that is fine. There were, I mean, we've had some enchantment creatures. We've there have been some, but that's not like a very common thing. I yeah. wonder if it's possible to build an entirely like if you went enchantment creature, but then you know tried to pick some kind of tribe. What would you have to play with? Nymph tribal satyr tribal spirit tribal maybe you could do spirit that would be interesting yeah because i'm seeing eidolon of philosophy that's an enchantment creature spirit so uh there's probably a lot of support for that enchantments and spirits uh-huh and there's there's a there's hopeful um eidolon and ghost blade eidolon which are both enchantment creature spirits um you could make something happen. Gosh, those are old, though. Mm -hmm. Not that it matters. You can play with whatever you want. But. Yeah. Well, as I browse through Theros, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can do Kraken Tribal, because we just have <laughs> Nadir Kraken. This mm -hmm. is a three casting cost, one blue, blue. You get a two, three Kraken. Doesn't look that impressive. Krakens are usually more impressive, but wait a minute. Whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a one, one counter on the Kraken and create a one, one blue tentacle creature token. So you're going to make that Kraken larger and it's going to grow more tentacles. Yeah, that's, that's just awesome. Can't wait. 10 out of 10. So you draw your card, pay one, then play an opt and pay one. And now you've got two on that. So that's going to be a, a, a four, five out of your three casting cost creature plus two, one, one tentacles. And I mean, tentacle it up. Why not? Yeah. Just keep going. Endless tentacles. No one can stop you. Have you seen any of these Twitter accounts that they add flavor text to cards that don't have flavor text? No, but can I please make a list of all of them right now? That sounds great. Um, I I do follow a few people who either write small little bits of fan fiction within the magic world, or you know maybe we'll add some little flavor text. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I follow any account that does that just like as a main thing. Mm -hmm. I like to use TweetDeck, the uh, Twitter mm -hmm. like pro screen or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. And uh, I've got various hashtags there. So like, I feel like I'm an advanced hacker because I've got all of these screen scrolling <laughs> of stuff. And on one of them, you know, I keep seeing this one account. So I'm not actually following it, but I keep seeing several accounts over and over that do that flavor text, like flavor text on non-flavor text cards. Uh-huh. What's a, a good example of one? Uh, well, they usually do get pretty artistic and... Uh, I approve. That's fine. So that's cool because there's no more space on the card itself and then they can write as much as they want. So I can't think of any, <laughs> but uh, there's been plenty that have been interesting. Like, I don't know, like uh, uh, just looking at a random card, like that Nadir Kraken, I'm sure it would be something like every sailor must face its fears when there are <laughs> tentacles in the ocean, you know, something like that, something artistic, just like that. Hmm. Sounds cute. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than some of the real ones that exist. Scholars seek to understand the way the world is. I wish to shape the world into what it should be. Thanks, Hallmark Mesa Enchantress, for nothing. <laughs> well, one of the worst ones was that one gorilla or ape or whatever and it had its arms outstretched and the flavor text set was saying i want a banana this big oh that's weird <laughs> yeah that's definitely weird that's a card that's probably published like 15 or 20 years ago or something uh, but <laughs> it still haunts me how bad that was um the one that i think is particularly bad is the old card that was called lifelink um it's an enchantment. It's an aura. The art on it is, I think, bad, but whatever. Um, it, the flavor text is, the spoils of war are not measured only in gold and silver. Hmm. Like, what war do you fight where you're, like, literally getting gold and silver? It doesn't make any sense. And to put that on a card that gives you life has nothing to do with war or gold it's like the weirdest flavor text to put on a card ever i don't get it at all but i don't doubt that sometimes there is flavor text that was written and they say well this is this is good we don't want to get rid of it let's just put it on this card that has space so i bet that was for a particular i bet that was for a board wipe of it originally i bet and then they added it to lifelink instead yeah or i don't know maybe it could have been cool on like a um a piece of equipment like a neat you know, mm. the spoils of war. It could have been like a sweet axe mm. or like a neat pair of boots. Mm. It could have been something cool. And instead it's like an aura. But mm. Whatever. It's, it's fine. I don't think that, you know, that's the worst of all time or anything like that. I just think that that's for sure one that needs an update mm. on its flavor text. So if any of these Twitter accounts are out there, please <laughs> give Lifelink just something that's not just a strange sentence. Anything anything would be better. Mm-hmm. So as of this recording, we there is a card that both of us are tormented to know what its real translation is. And at the moment, Scryfall calls this card Nom Nom Delicious Cards. So care to speculate on what it will eventually be called when it is fully revealed in English? Uh, I have no idea. Um, There aren't really any cards from the old... And this is one of the cards where 
we hovered over it and what did it say it says like you look for the top four cards or something like that i I pulled it up it says target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard and then you can escape it to do it again later yeah i have no idea it's like it's very unlike um a lot of the stuff that was in the original theros block like i don't i don't know i don't know what it could be um I'm going to call it um, Jace's Mind Games, even though Jace is not on it at all. It could be something like that. <laughs> He's not on it. It could be, um, I think it would be cute if they took something like the Horizon Scholar or the Horizon Chimera from the Theros block and made that like, you know, I don't know, something really scary, but Horizon. Mm-hmm. So let's see, it targets any player. So you can do it to yourself or to your opponent. Um, Maybe something related to... Okay, so there was scheming symmetry that let you tutor for something, but then your opponent would also tutor. So what's like a word where you Mm -hmm. benefit your opponent at the same time? Pillow fort. Uh, (laughs) Um... A scary hug deck. Um, well, that came up the other day when people were talking about, in my play group, they were talking about a, uh, a group hug deck, and mm-hmm. mine was the opposite. It was damaging players, everyone. I think I had Pestilence in it, that old uh-huh. black card that would damage all creatures and opponents for as much black mana as you want. So I was asking the group, well, what do we, if, if a group hug deck is all about helping each other, what's a deck that hurts everyone? No one could think of something, so I called it a group, a group slap. Group slap. Like oh, I like that, but what I thought of was much more devious. <laughs> I I think it might be like the group crop dust. Uh, like you just walk by and fart all over everybody <laughs> with, with your black mana, as yeah. it turns out. Hmm. I would have won that game if I hadn't misplayed my land drop, um, <laughs> and um, it still torments me, even though that was like a month ago. That's that's okay. You know there there will be many other games. Yes. Ooh, what if um that card ends up being like the new version of aqueous form? Hmm. It could be something like that. They might try and take like some other, you know, older turn it into that card. We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it is. As soon as somebody knows, they have to tell me. As soon as you find out, please let me know. I will be refreshing Scryfall every day just to <laughs> see when it gets fully translated. I'm sure it's already translated right now on Reddit. You know, people don't seem to sleep on Reddit. So if, no, we, if you, we go you there. No, you don't need to go there. I, you, <laughs> if you want to, that's fine. I'm not going to tread in that dangerous territory. I try to avoid it, but sometimes you run in there and you, you look up one serious thing yeah, and then you start to see other stuff. Sometimes you have to, and then, yeah, you got to leave immediately or else you just get sucked into upvoting things that you only half-heartedly agree with. Yes. Well, maybe on our final topic for Theros, what do you think of the brand new Nyx lands? Those are the lands that have the cool constellation and they have the mana symbol instead of any real lands or any, you know, land masses. I think they are very, very pretty. Um, I 
I like that um, we're sort of embracing purple as the new black, but I I think it would have been pretty dope if they had made like a really black and white kind of galaxy for that card. That would have been, oof, spice. Mm-hmm. Would have been really, really pretty. Um, I know that we're all fine with purple. Purple's great. It's hard to contrast black against black. You can't do it. I get it. I know. Yeah. I understand. I just think... You know, whenever I get my set of lands, I'll probably make some altars. No. And I'm going to make the, the black very, very black mm-hmm. and pretty. Um, but I, I think they're beautiful. I like them. And I don't mind that they don't have land in them. I think that land as a mana source is fine. It's just coming from the atmosphere or something. We don't know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the design of them, and I'd love to see them in foil. I bet those will be really nice. Yeah. There's just so many ways to do those little accents of uh, of foil in just the right place. There's There's been some cards that have been foiled so beautifully, like uh, mm-hmm. one of the food tokens in uh, Eldraine. I, uh-huh. In real life, I cracked that one with like that spilled basket of... like. Uh, um, oh, the, like the danishes and stuff? Yeah. That one is really nice because it's got like a few like cherries or whatever in some of those danishes. And though they foiled those really nice that those sparkle. Um, so I'm sure they'll be able to foil these really nice. Although I think, well, who knows at the moment, but I think you can only get the foiled Nyx lands in the collector's booster. So of know, course. get ready to well, sell I'm... a kidney or two if you want the, a full playset. Goodness. Well, I I don't know. Might be worth it. They are very pretty. Um, I I try not to only collect like just the shinies. I will admit that I did pull some really pretty shinies from some um Eldraine packs, and I got a storybook shiny mm. Falmire Knight. And oh, I know wow. the Falmire Knight is like, you know, who really cares? It's fine. But a shiny storybook one, come on. Yeah. So pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really pretty. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to play with um, the rest of those cards. I'm, I'll definitely get some of the pretty lands and throw them in a deck or two. Mm-hmm. Now, a little bit tangentially, my local comic shop, uh, who also sells magic stuff, they uh, apparently had their booster boxes of Eldraine were the Japanese printing of Eldraine because I've bought uh, I've bought Eldraine cards in in one shop and in that shop and in the other shop they have like the USA printing and then they have mm-hmm. the Japanese printing in. Um, in this one shop. So one thing that I noticed right away is that like the packaging is a little looser. It's kind of hard to mm-hmm. describe, but there's like one millimeter of extra empty space in the Japanese one. And the order of them, they're like backwards. They're like face down instead of face up oh. when you open it. But also they seem to have a more, more often some foilies or some storybook variants. So if you ever see, if you ever have the option of picking either the USA printing or the Japanese printing of Eldraine, pick at least, Japanese. pick up the <laughs> Japanese, it seems to have a slightly different ratios of things. Have you noticed, um, uh, like, is there a difference between the 
magic cards themselves between various packs. Because I think that some of the ones that I've gotten either from, I don't know, like the little battle packs that they put yeah. out from time to time. I've gotten a couple of those. Um, and it seems like sometimes the cards are a little bit thicker and sometimes they have more of a sheen to them. And is that what it is? Are they just manufactured somewhere else? Is that a thing? I believe so, because on my YouTube channel, whenever the Planeswalker decks come out, I do videos on doing the upgrades, and I often see that the same cards in the Planeswalker decks are different, noticeably different from the one I would crack from a regular booster. They do feel yeah. a little thicker, the printing seems a little different, often a little darker, and yeah, uh -huh. the shininess feels a little different as well, so I, I do think it is different print print houses or you know print factories um that do the different products interesting i wonder how much that like affects their like not quality necessarily but just like how similar each product is that's that's an interesting thing that mm -hmm. i'm kind of curious about just as a human mm -hmm. hmm. well cool i'm gonna like look it up now but i'm definitely gonna try to pick up some of the, the Japanese packs, if they seem to drop more foil, that's a, a helpful hint, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, as we wind down, any final thoughts on magic past, present, or future? Um, I did want to say, or like have a, a moment maybe where we talked about like how the human impact of magic this year like it's been a huge huge year for women and mm -hmm. for non-binary people and for just and for black people too just to like have a yeah. comfortable space to be in the magic community and that's awesome and I, I feel like this this year more than or like this last year more than any other time in magic it just seems like we're we're finally getting there yeah. it's getting better um i was uh wanting to i don't know maybe talk about in some way how like one of my favorite moments of all of this year was when autumn won the mythic championship yeah. in cleveland and then emma ran to them as <laughs> yeah. soon as they won i cried for like days that was amazing it was yeah. a beautiful pure moment and i i just i think that you know we i'm someone who tends to focus on the cards and kind of what's going on with the magic world through that lens and mm -hmm. it was also a huge year just for a lot of really really fantastic people and also a huge year for some not so fantastic people, but yeah. those people don't matter. So yeah. let's just focus on all the good people. Definitely. Um, yeah, it just we had a we had a really good year for people in magic, and I just hope that we see more of that. So that was my favorite thing of all of 2019 was watching Emma hug Autumn. Yeah. That was it. That was the best moment of all of magic, in my opinion. 
I think that's a great moment, definitely. And I totally agree in terms of there seems to be more inclusivity, more openness, more embracing of people in the game, because it's a game that can bring everyone together. Uh, as long as we all like the game and want to play and have fun and improve and play with people, everyone's welcome. I definitely agree on that. And I think it's a snowball effect as we see more representation, as we see, you know, Jess and Stefan in, in, yes. in, in these games and such, and as we follow more people and we on, on social media and such, and we just see more representation and more inclusivity, I think it just keeps growing. And uh, 2020, you know, we're starting a new decade and well, mm -hmm. some might say we start in 2021, but let's say we start in 2020, a new decade. <laughs> and um, then that means we, we keep moving forward. It's true. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to go backwards from here. Like I think we're only, yeah. only going forward. We're going to see more women in any mythic championship if you know what whatever you want to call it any mm -hmm. mpl mm -hmm. um we're going to see but we're gonna see the numbers rack up it's gonna be good yeah um, so i just yeah i'm i'm glad that we we had a moment to talk about all of the people who inspire us like i probably wouldn't keep playing if i didn't have people yeah. to watch and admire and just so you know, look up to. Yeah, aspirational goals in any medium, in any space, uh, are important. And so I, I fully support where magic is going and inclusivity and openness, and I'm I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, like, Watsy kind of got, like, pooped on initially for... <laughs> sorry, am I allowed to say that? That's um, a pretty strong word there. I know, I know. Um, but they, they did kind of get pooped on by people because they were like, well, we're going to invite people that we yeah. want to watch play magic mm -hmm. instead of, you know, these X and X people. Mm -hmm. And there were some people who were like, well, they didn't earn it. Yeah. It's like, literally go read a book. Like, go do anything else. Like, you're yeah. not at all. Like... Especially if they're discretionary invites. It's in the title there. You know, reading the title yeah. explains the title. Discretionary yes. invites. If it's yes. just completely Planeswalker points-based, okay, you might have an argument. But it's not. It's discretionary invites. Mm -hmm. And if Watsi wants to use it to showcase uh, different people, people that are under the radar, or people that are, like, great personalities, but, they're, but they don't have a thousand mythic points or whatever, it's like, go for it. You know, it's your game and uh, we, we play it. And it highlights that not everybody has like a free day to go grind online and play magic for a million ticks a year. You know, like that yeah. that's not the reality of many people's lives. And it's especially not the reality of many women's lives. Yeah, um, it's just not. So seeing kind of the movement away from that and moving towards the discretionary invite, I think was a good move. And I'm sure somebody will have something nice to say to me about that, but I don't care. <laughs> um, I think that it was awesome. I was so excited to see a lot of my favorite players play and I wish that there was more coverage so that we could see yeah. everybody play. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but that's how it is right now. And I think that we will get more coverage kind of as um, Watsi sort of feels out its mythic championship thing, whatever they really want to do. Yeah. 
at the very least, trying different things. And sometimes it's slow to change. You know, you can't steer a an ocean liner on a dime. It takes a little while, even though the company does seem to listen to the fans and they they uh, take our input and reply and sometimes maybe not fast enough, but they, they get there. <laughs> and um, that's better than a lot of other companies or entities or politicians or whatever that just cover their ears when we ask them for stuff. Oh, absolutely. I've had Rosewater literally respond to a tweet that oh. I tweeted. So I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Here we are. Um, so yeah, you're right. 100%. Like, they're all people up there who listen to all of us as individual people. Mm. And you know, they're, they're trying really hard and working their stuff. And if coverage isn't a thing that happens, you know? Yeah. It's not it's not a thing that happens. We do get a lot of coverage because every single person there has a phone. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look for it, the coverage is there. Um, but yeah. I do wish that they could come up with, you know, a more centralized kind of thing for it. But you know, maybe we'll get there. The vision is twenty twenty. It'll happen. Yeah. Well that that makes me think of one more final thing. Do you wanna say what was uh, the the response that you got from Mark? Oh, um, it was a, about a tweet that I tweeted about Magic Camp, and um, he told me that there was um, Magic Camp, but it's no. not uh, traditionally for adults. Uh. So <laughs> You're going to have to use a reverse fake ID. Yeah, either I'm going to have to borrow a middle schooler's um, ID and... You know, wear some shore dolls and some kids, or uh, I just the tweet was like a, a about a dream that I had that I attended this magic camp. Um, so I just tweeted about it because, like you do, and then yeah, he told me that there were magic. Well, that's really cool then that you got that reply. I uh, asked him on his blogatog over on Tumblr. Because um, he seems to also like a lot of other pop culture stuff, so he he likes comic books as well. And I asked him, "What non Marvel or DC publisher do you like?" And he said, "I also like Image, and I like this comic called Invincible." So that was interesting, Ooh. just to kind of hear his other non magic stuff because he's just so associated with magic, and he likes he likes a lot of other stuff too. God, I bet it's weird to be him. He probably just wants to talk about like tacos or whiskey or something we're all we're all just like all of but all the time just like give us more cards guy. <laughs> yeah but he's he's kind of like the 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 mascot and the face of and the i don't want to say punching bag but you know that sort of thing of he magic is. for the last he 20 is. 20 whatever years but we love him and i, I don't want him <laughs> to go anywhere and uh, he's a really interesting creative guy, and uh, he signed my at Comic Con. He signed my Night Pack Ambusher promo. So wow, way to brag that. about it! I just had to slip it in there uh, before we wrapped up. Okay, well that's that's fair. That's fair. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. I've heard, I've heard that he's a, a lovely person. Um, whenever you know, if you if you go up to him at any magic event that he's at, and like, why are you there? Like, he doesn't even yeah. have to be there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he he deserves a. Clap on the back for just showing up sometimes. Yeah. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Well, my goal of 2020 is to have him on the podcast. <gasps> Wait, really? That's awesome. I well, really, I can really dream that at that least. Happens. Yes. 
if you can dream it, it'll happen. Yeah. If if you can dream it, they will come mm. or whatever. I right. um yeah uh, yeah I'll be positive and I'll say yes I'm gonna get someone from Watsi on the podcast that'll be cool. Do it I I 100% ag- agree with all of this. It should happen. Mm-hmm. It will happen. And if it's anyone at Watsi, like I think I think you could do that like for sure. You could probably do that like tonight. Yeah, I definitely want to get like some of those um, cafeteria workers on the podcast and then, you know, yeah, get their exactly. opinions on on what their like favorite planeswalkers cookies are. Or, you know who you would probably really want to talk to is you would really want to talk to whoever cleans up the boardroom <laughs> or like wherever they all sit around and like talk about which new magic cards are going to happen because, oh, you know, yeah. sitting in that trash can is like the drafts of like 50 new cards. I mean, I'm sure they like run them through the shredder like they're, you know, incriminating documents, but that is, that's what I would want. But you know, that's just like my true raccoon self coming out. Like I would be interested (laughs) in what they threw away. What was the trash you guys got rid of today? I know you talked about Merfolk, you know, you could find out some key info, I'm sure. Yes. Well, that's the goal. That's the goal for 2020 then. Yeah. Would you like to promote anything one more time? Where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Doodles Devs, I believe. And uh, you can find me on Twitch at Devs Doodles. And I know it's confusing because one's backwards from the other one. And I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. that's that's how it is. Because every all my names were taken. Yeah. So, so that's what you get. Mm-hmm. But um, I I have nothing to promote. Um, I I might be doing some more streams soon. But um, I did I did just move, so things are kind of crazy. So as soon as I'm done unpacking and I'm totally. Uh, kind of, you know, settled in. Then I'll mm-hmm. I'll restart up my my stream. But for now, it's pretty quiet. Okay. Well, as for myself, I'm on Twitter, Twitter.com/vmcampos. I'm on YouTube, YouTube.com/vmcampos.jr. Talk about your name getting taken. I have to put in a JR at the end of it. <laughs> I mean, everywhere else, I'm on. I'm using VM Campos. I'm on Twitch as well. I stream Saturday nights, 11 p.m. Pacific time. And what else? I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. If people want to go in there, they get a lot of free stuff. You can follow for free and keep up to date with everything that I publish. Or if people want to go to the $1 tier, there's a few things you can unlock. And at the $2 tier, I will actually mail people vintage magic cards for my collection. But no, not a Black Lotus. And so um, those are the places that people can find me. So, Dev, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. And hopefully it doesn't take, you know, 10 more months before your next uh, appearance oh i i hope not and you know i'm i'm around as long as i'm not drafting you know (laughs) which might happen that could happen but if we ever uh do that draft cast um you know i'm i'm just gonna think about uh about all that stuff um but thank you so much for having me and i really appreciate it and i hope that you have a wonderful new year's night and just a lovely you know rest of your life basically (laughs) 
Thank you so much, and you as well. Thank you. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.